You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 40 of Menovation. We're still coming in nice and spicy this morning. Talking about our, continuing to talk about our previous discussion. So if you did not listen to episode 39, go do that. But in episode 40, we are going to continue our discussion around the cultural phenomenon of transgenderism, what it is, uh, and just how to navigate that as men and leaders are in our community. On this episode, we are going to talk about the specifics around how we lead, how do we navigate this. Uh, Anthony is actually a leader. He leads our middle school ministry. So he is, and he's been doing it for a long time. So he's got a great perspective on just continuing to relate to that age group and so forth. And then we'll continue to unpack that, what it is to be men uh, and lead our families, our communities and speak truth to this this issue uh, and how we hopefully uh, can come out better on the other end. So here we go. We're going to dive into this. All right, Anthony, uh, continue your at last of end, end of last episode. You were kind of talking about that trying to, uh, sometimes the kids feel like they can't relate to their parents and and just kind of unpack that a little bit, kind of what you've been seeing um, over the last few years with this. Uh, well, like I said at the end of the last episode, uh, I feel that in the ages going from like 10, 11, going all the way up really um, into the high school age, as hormones are going on, puberty is a thing, emotions are all out of whack everything your body's changing you're going through all these adjustments everything feels so life or death everything feels so dire Mm. everything feels so catastrophic to what it really is and some parents again i say some not all i feel use that as a oh they're just going through a phase or uh it will pass and Yes, it's true, but I feel like they come off as very dismissive to what they may be feeling or Mm -hmm. what they feel is going on. And so because what they feel as a teenager feels so important because in their life at that moment, in that time, it is the most important Mm -hmm. thing that is going on um, in their mind when it feels like it's not being heard or it feels that it's not being um, addressed. They feel that it's just being dismissed and just kind of brushed away, yeah, put aside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They feel like, well, they're not going to get it. They don't want to get it. Mm. So I'm not going to talk to them. Why bother talking to them? It's not going to change anything. It's not going to yeah. make a difference. And so you have these parents being like, why can't my kids talk to me? Why aren't they telling me that this is going on? Like, why aren't? they relaying this to me. We used to talk about everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's because they probably feel like you're not going to get this. You don't relate to this. You don't understand what I'm going through, where I'm at. And so they turn to social media. They turn into um, whatever the new TV show is saying that's relating to them and Mm -hmm. what they're going on. And through that, it's displaying their own agendas 
that are kind of yeah. mixing with what the school is trying to do. And you get to where we are now. And I think it's one of the things about losing relatability, not conforming with what they're going through and being like, mm. yeah, we're going to do everything that is that you're going through. No, it's just like, no, I know what you're going through. This is what I had experienced in my day, maybe a little bit different now with mm. advances in technology and yeah. mm-hmm. all these different things. But at the core, this is what it is. And mm. I feel like the older you get, and I feel like although I'm 24 and I'm still young, <laughs> I feel like I'm experiencing a little bit of that too, is that the older I get, the more I just, I'm like, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to listen to. This is... And you start to kind of live under the rock that you created for yourself a little bit. Wow. To the point where mm-hmm. you, it almost feels like, oh, this is going on? I was kind of unaware because the older you get, you feel like you're just so far removed from, from mm-hmm. that stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's cool. That's fine. But it almost can be dangerous because then you're unaware of where the climate is. Yeah. Because now you're stepping in. You're like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> and it's like, well... You stop paying attention. You stop, yes. in a way, yeah. caring about what the climate was and where the direction of the boat was going. Yeah. We ended up somewhere we weren't even supposed to. Yeah. yeah. So on that on that point, you know, uh, like me raising the four kids, you know, my kids are older. I can tell you, base uh, the things that we did as a as a couple, my my wife and myself, when they reached that age. Number one, we're going to realize that they definitely go through that age when, as a parent, you get concerned. You are concerned. And that mm-hmm. usually hits around 11 to 16 or 17. That That's an area when, when it, 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 that, it's that season when you don't know how are they going to respond, you know. But in, in, instead of just saying, oh, that's a season, we connect to them. Our yeah. kids, you know, we find... I, I can tell you how many times we go to that level with them instead mm. of just judging, judging, judging them from the outside, yeah. you know? Well, you we said something that was really down. good. Uh, I think it was you. I don't know. I'm going to attribute to you because I think you said it. I- I'll take credit. Yeah, if yeah. it's good, if it's bad, then we'll pass it to Ben <laughs> or Anthony. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said when they were little, I relayed to them as getting on the ground, playing with them, yeah. whatever. And as they reach the next stage, I, then yes. I had to change how I related yes. to them. Right. Yes. And then you went like to the next stage and you were talking yes. about, mm-hmm. and I was actually thinking about this a lot the other day. I was like, right now I'm at that yes. stage where I could just get on the ground and play with them. Yeah. Ben, you're probably at a stage where like, okay, now I got to like talk about Minecraft and yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, talk right. about, you know, yeah. and then, and then you, so it's like trying to relate to them yes. at these different levels, but being involved, right? I like yes. what you said, not checking out, not living under a rock. <laughs> That was the good. only thing that I couldn't mm-hmm. do is just win on that PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> I was so bad trying to sit down and and beat my bo- my boy. Yeah, yeah. And, and on what is that game? The soccer? The the game? The, FIFA. FIFA. Oh man, I was so bad. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. So the thing is, like, and even on those stages when when they were little, yeah, mm-hmm. I always say stretch, stretch them. Mm. You know, I know that three years old. You know, I always presented challenges to them. So whenever they feel frustrated or defeated, mm-hmm. they knew I was there. Yeah. You yeah. want your kids to to face challenges at early age 
doesn't matter. Even if they're looking for a toy. Just little things, yeah. Just mm-hmm. make it harder for them. And then when they feel defeated, that's when you come on. Because mm-hmm. you, they, you're teaching them that you're there for them. You yeah. want to take mm-hmm. those opportunities yeah. because once they, uh, there is a season when they realize that they can handle certain things and they believe they can handle bigger things. That's my two-year-old. She thinks she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But once yeah. they realize that and then the, as, as they grow, the, the problems they're going to be creating, they grow as well. Mm. I mean, the risk is sure. is bigger, you know? So again, going back to that, those comments, what I did is just even right now, I have uh, uh, my, my uh, 16 years old and I have another one of 14. I was like, I'm trying to be there for them. And this is what, what makes successful uh, raising kids is communication, open communication. Mm-hmm. Like my girls, I don't, I don't care. You tell me which which boy is the one that that you like. You know, yeah. just tell me, and then I'll tell you. I will give you some advices. I'm gonna be on your side, but if the the kid is not right for you, I'm gonna tell you as well. Yeah. You know, but I'm there. And yeah. then yeah. my wife is amazing. My wife has such a great communication with my kids that I sometimes I sit down and just enjoy the type type of communication they have. So when we diminish this important conversations, you know, because yeah. we have uh, something to do at home or we are busy at home. Mm-hmm. You you can imagine how impactful for them could be just, just to drop your tools. I've done it before. I'm working in a project, uh, project at home and drop your tools and say, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. And food is, food uh, or in the table is the best way to talk to your kids. Yeah. That's well, something we have to use, so. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. I am not a parent yet. I don't have kids yet. So I know when yet. I said, yeah, yet. yeah, I said yet. 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 I said yet. Mm-hmm. So I know what I say is very easily said than done. And so I'm not. But the core know, is there. Yeah. Yes. The core yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, just make that. Yes. I think it's no different <laughs> than relating to people in their sin, right? It's we get to this, maybe you've walked through something or whatever, and we get this little holier than thou attitude yeah. and we forget like what it was like to walk through certain things, right? What it was like to be a raging teenager with all these hormones and you just want to touch all the boobs. Like we, we, we forget and we touch stop. Like, touch all the boobs. <laughs> oh, the boobs. You grow thought, out of that stage? Are you supposed to? I don't think oh, so. I mean, <laughs> I haven't. So. No. Cause I'm still a teenager. Uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> you just touch one set of boobs now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's, yeah, because I think what you're saying is right. Is No, it's right. There's, it's a, totally right. there's a relatability and it's just like, because it, I get that way. We, even just with my little kids, I'm like, why are you being such a, you know, yeah. a, a small child instead of <laughs> stopping like, I need to go play with them, right? I need to tickle yes. and fight and yes. all these things and wrestle. We think that because they're little kids, they don't need us. I yeah. think this is, uh, you have until mm-hmm. the age of 11 or 12 years old to build that trust on your kids. Mm, right. After that, right. friends are going to start influencing them. Oh, mm. sure. Yeah. yeah. So you have yeah. until, yeah. I right. don't know, maybe maybe right now, the way communication on social media is, I'll say you have less time. Yeah. Because after that, they're going to they're gonna come up with yeah. teaching you something. And what do learn. you think, Ben? I mean, you're kind of in the throes of this really key age group. What have you been seeing and like, what have, have you been trying to navigate it all? We've been very open with our kids and you know we've said 
you can talk to us about whatever's on your mind. And so we've left ourselves completely open. So we don't bring up topics of, you know, sex or puberty or anything like that until like it's needed, yeah. right? Yeah. Until they, they like we see them fighting yes. with, with, with thoughts and we see them struggling to make a decision and then we'll have that conversation. Yeah, or maybe they were exposed to right. something or sure. Right. Yeah. Right now, yeah. if you, like your kids are uh, home, right? They go yeah. homeschooling. Well, yeah. my kids, I remember with Antonio, uh -huh. it was when maybe 13, 14 years old. Right now, you have to get ahead of yeah. social media because yes. they, they are introduced. Yeah. Really, at the early age. Well, I heard a really powerful interview. This might take me a minute, but um, basically, uh, this guy was interviewing this uh, this girl who uh, who transitioned to a certain point. I think she was taking puberty blockers. She was trying to transition to a boy, and um, and then she, for whatever reason, decided to stop and has kind of went back to her biological sex, and. Uh, her story was so powerful because she was kind of saying a, a mixture mm -hmm. of what everybody was saying is that, you know, nowadays with social media and all these things, what happened is, you know, she was at that angsty uh, middle school, high school age where she was looking for her identity. And she didn't say that exact words, but that's basically what she was saying. And where she was found it was on uh, like forums. Mm -hmm. She was on, um, I don't remember what the one is even called. It wasn't Reddit. It was another one. That's 4chan? No, it was one that wasn't even, it's not really big anymore. Um, like Tumblr or something? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways, <laughs> where uh, she stumbled across a transgender community mm -hmm. and they instantly started telling her, oh, you're a boy. You're a boy. Without having any context of who she was, anything. And it was this slow thing of, oh, you should start, you know, you know, cut your hair to look like a boy. You mm -hmm. should, um, you know, buy some clothes. You should do all these things to the point where someone who did not know her bought her a compression shirt. Like binders. Mm -hmm. Like a binders, exactly, to compress her breast to where she could look like a boy. And then, and then it just slowly kept going on and on and on. Next thing you know, hey, you should start taking puberty blockers, blah, 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 to the point where she showed up to, I think it was a Planned Parenthood and was saying, hey, and she's like, the the uh, the evaluation to determine whether you need it, she's like, was a joke. It was like this basic form. She filled out like, okay, great. And they're like, well, um, she's like, they're like, well, how much do you want? And she's like, well, she's like, well, how much can I have? And they're like, you can have, I think it was like 100 milligrams or whatever it was of uh, a week or twice a week or something like that. I don't remember the dosage. But she talks about how there was no like, oh, just take a little bit. They just basically gave her half of what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And they started giving her these hormone injections. Um, I think, I'm sorry, I think it was puberty blockers. I think it was hormone injections. And, uh, uh, but she just talked about how it messed with her mentally. She was like, she was just all over the place, right? And I don't remember all the details, yeah. but it was the exact same thing. And the, what she was saying is, she's like, you have to remember now is it's not just who you're physically hanging out with anymore. It's who you're digitally hanging out with, right? Mm -hmm. You know, online, social media, all these right. things. And your influences for your kids mm -hmm. are coming from everywhere. And that's what I like what you were saying is being, understanding where they're at, being relatable. And she even, uh, one of the examples, analogies she used was, 
She's like, it's almost like, she's like, if you were going to let someone spend the night at, or let your kids spend the night at someone's house, you know, you're going to meet the family. You're going to like gauge it, those types of things. Right. And she's like, it's almost like I was spending the night at these people's houses and my parents had no idea where I was going. They just assumed I was doing whatever on my iPad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that piece. It's being involved. It's being yeah. relatable to where your kids mm-hmm. at being, yes. you know, just having enough thing like, okay, I have to change how I relate to them. You know, do I yeah. play video games? Do I got side and throw the ball or whatever it is? Yeah. And I love what you guys are saying is it, and again, it boils down to, are you leading? Are you not just letting mm-hmm. things come to you, but are you actually stepping up and leading to the point where, okay, I need to figure out what's going on with my kid. I yeah. need to kind of get down to their level and be like, hey, you're like, I struggled with this too. Mm-hmm. I struggled with, you know, all these things right. and blah, blah, blah. And I get like some families are broken or someone passed away or whatever it is. I get all that. But I think just giving a damn makes a big difference because yeah. we talked about this in your story. Your family cared enough to mm-hmm. have kids over to sacrifice to all mm-hmm. these things and it form you know it it had such a formative thing on you that changed who you ultimately became and i love that cuz you were talking about like i didn't even quite know that i was missing anything cuz i had such a yeah. great life at home where people cared and they invested yes. in your I think you talked about your mom and your grandma were making costumes at school and mm-hmm. you know they were there and i just love that piece and that's one thing we have to do is we have to quit letting the world give our identity and show our kids that they care mm-hmm. more than more we than, do. Yep. And, and sometimes we, as a parents, as a man, I'm going to talk about as, as, a, as the father, you know, yeah. there's always something that we need to do in our houses sure. or, totally. or on our cars, you know, and, and we put so much, I've seen people or dads putting so much on their cars, you know, so mm-hmm. much time, tires, and I can, I can do that, but there's always that need to, if if I tell you how many times I cancel my plans because my kids need me, they didn't know they need me, but I can mm. tell they need me. Wow. Right. And wow. I cancel my plans. Yeah. I can, my house, it, my house will never tell me you were not there when I needed you. My house will never complain so about it. That's great. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to need maintenance. My house always going to need maintenance. So, Honestly, I put the time on my kids and, and, and that was, that was my, my main thing. And then if you see my kids there, they're not perfect, but right. I feel proud of them. Right. Yeah. All of them, you yeah. know? So this is what, where it comes back again. This is when you said how much, and we have to put us, we have to make a sacrifice, you know, not of your relationship, your wife and, and yeah. their relationship with your wife goes first. Because if that one is not okay, your children are not going to be okay. Right. So, but spending time with them last week, uh, you know, trying to find things to connect to. Last week, I went with Lily to skateboarding. Yeah, my back hurts right now. <laughs> but I went with her and I right. showed her. So I didn't, you know, when I was little or when I was young, I, we use these skateboards. They're not like the, the ones they have right now. They call them the... Um, Longboards? The the pen, long, kind the of longboards, yeah. but long now you, you, those, those goes really fast. And I was showing her how to do uh, turns. She uh-huh. didn't know. And then I ended up scratching the whole thing. And then my son's like, those skateboards are not made for that. <laughs> so I fell a couple times and she did, you know, but, but at the end she was so happy coming with me 
she hugged me and she said, thank you. It's a girl, you know, and it's, it's difficult to, for me, when I was with Antonio, I can do a lot of things because yeah. he's a boy. Mm -hmm. But with the girl, it's a little bit difficult, but I always try to connect. What do you want to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, I want to do my nails. Okay, what color? I'm not going to do nails. I'm not anything. I don't know <laughs> yeah. anything, but at least, hey, here, I, I buy you mm -hmm. this machine, try this. You know, I'm trying to provide some so interest. Yeah. Communication is very important. So yeah. if the family is dysfunctional, communication goes yeah. down just really yeah. well. Just a reminder, everybody, Abe has four kids. And uh, for, what's your youngest? Uh, right now it's 14. 14 to how old is Antonio? 20? Antonio is 21 right 21. Um, so I want, before, sorry, one thing before we before I forget. What would you say to parents where they maybe feel like they've screwed up, they have don't have any more time, whatever it is. Like, cause I mean, I'm assuming obviously like you've been through this where you've either messed up or you're like, oh my gosh, I chose the wrong priority mm -hmm. or something, right? Or you notice something in your kids of like, I should have addressed this sooner. Like, how do you, what would that, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give a parent of older kids where maybe they feel like they haven't led like they should have? Or what would you say? First, um, and uh, let me preface this. I think all of us should give a piece of advice to the age group where we're impacting. So you should give, you should give, mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I'll keep going. Yeah, there's always time to uh, correct, you know, and at least trying to influence our kids. Like first is is realizing what we did wrong, and then uh, bringing up to them, you know, and letting them know, hey, I missed this opportunity or I missed this this age. Yeah. That's for me, the time is really important. Like, uh, it's, it, it's just being honest. Yes. And being on, I've, I've done it before. Like, Hey, I made mistakes. Uh, Bill George, who is a great speaker about leadership. He said, Authent authenticity yeah. is that, mm -hmm. the, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really important for a leader. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm, I am not perfect. And my yeah. kids know that. Just being human. Yes. Yeah. I'm at the point that even yesterday, and this is a word that I re received a couple of words, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that my kids are going to start leading me in certain aspects of my life. Mm. Wow. And yesterday in our business, I was just sitting in a couch and my kids were taking decisions about business that I was like, wow, it's happening. That's you know, awesome. taking videos. I don't know if you saw the video. I saw those videos. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing their posts. They did. Yeah. It. yeah. I didn't do it. You know, they yeah. did. I'm sitting there and then. Like, okay, you're going to do this. They're telling me what to do. So it's it's a it's an honor, you know, but they know that I can fail, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And I hope like... Uh, That's so good. Yeah, I hope that I, I don't fail them in a way that I, you know, I don't want them to feel like um, that I'm a superhero, you know? Mm. They understand that, but being authentic is really important to your kids. It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter. I remember speaking to Antonio at... Uh, when he was little, you know, speak, speaking like he was an adult, maybe he didn't get a lot, but I, that's what I did to him. Yeah. So, okay. So who wants to go next? Okay. I'll, so yeah, I'll give that next. piece of advice to you think that, you know, cause you're coming from an interesting perspective, a little bit of an approach, but it's good. And cause you're talking a lot of times kids are more honest with you than they are with their parents. That's true. And yeah. I think that is a very powerful thing. Yeah. So as parents or maybe older brother, whatever, what would be the one thing, one piece of advice that what you've seen that you think be really impactful for talking to kids about maybe this issue or something else they're going through? Well, say, I mean, I'm, I'm 
a part of Gen Z. Yeah. And a good portion of Gen Z, I feel, is the generation that's mostly parented by the internet. Yeah. We're like, yeah. we're so, so yeah. in yeah. that age to where, yeah. like, you notice, like, a two year old can work an iPad better than oh, an adult yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if a kid's lashing out or having a, or a tantrum or cranky or whatever, you're more likely to see someone give them an iPad or a phone to play a game or to watch a mm. video, to watch a show. So true. Than to really take the time. To see connect. what's going on to yeah. the point where, you you know, you spend all your time online and you wonder where stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and fear comes when you have all this source of information at your fingertips mm. and you can go down whatever rabbit hole you see so fit true. and spiral down that way. Do you ever hear Bo Burnham's song about the internet? Oh, yeah. Like the more mm-hmm. recent one? Yeah. Dude, it's amazing. I listened to that song like a thousand times because it was so good because he talked about that. You can go from watching a person be beheaded to getting like a recipe for salad. It's yeah. this weird, sorry, just it's, this weird dichotomy no, it, of the it's, internet. It's yeah. insane where yeah. with the internet, you become so desensitized. Yeah. You become so more mechanical, wow. more like robotic where you Great lose the, the all the humanality because you wonder why kids grow up kind of awkward or more shy or more reserved or more introverted. Yeah. Because they're in their own world that they created yeah. in a sense. And you've kind of allowed them to create. Because now you look at today's age, you probably can't go maybe one day. The most general amount of humans can't go one day without at least looking at their phone once. Yeah. Do you why, remember? Why, why are you going to convict us like that? No. <laughs> No, here's, no, it's the, good, here's it's good, the thing, because yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, right? I know, man. But you think of a time, like I remember a time being very young when phones weren't, were, we're just on, were on the hook, you yes. know, or even, you know, as they developed mm-hmm. where, okay, you want to use the internet, you have to disconnect the phone. Like yeah. I remember yeah. that where mm-hmm. going outside, actually building connections, real like real authentic connections instead of what is perceived on yeah. your screen. Right. That was something that, you know, was a very common thing. And sadly, that isn't a reality for most people now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you live in a place where the phone that you have, a phone, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. can't go without it now. Right. It has everything you need, whether it's directions, in, like recipes, how to do this, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it has all the answers. And sat, what's and that, although that's a great positive... Mm-hmm. It has a lot of negative effects when it's like, well, what are the answers I'm trying to look for? And so yeah, I yeah. think building real genuine connections um, and finding time to really disconnect from all that, although that can be very hard and challenging yeah. at times, building general connections like with, with the people around you yeah, and being able to really relate and really connect, it, I think that's like just super mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Thank you, Abe. Yeah. Sorry. There's like, there's light pouring in your face. Sorry. I was like trying to text him without interrupting you. No, that was so good. So good, Anthony. Dropping like it's hot. All right, Benny. What is, what, what's one thing you've observed that you think would be just helpful to people? I, I, I would say model critical thinking, like what Abe was saying, ask, ask the why, right? Mm. Like I, as Anthony was talking about having to disconnect the phone 
to to be able to get on the internet. Like yeah. My kids are just so used to picking up messenger kids and calling their friends. Mm. I've never stopped to ask, hey, do you understand how that works? All right. Like, yeah. like it just, it's just natural. It comes mm -hmm. natural to you. But do you understand how it works? And I think modeling critical thinking for, for kids, being able to ask why, being able to ask what's the reason behind this and how something works is good because when it comes to making decisions like this in terms of, you know, transgenderism and all that stuff as well, you've got to get them to a point where they're asking why, why am I feeling this way? Yes. Mm. Why am That's I, great. why, yeah. why do I feel like mm. I don't fit in? And then yeah. like, I, I think the five whys, whys is a, is a really cool tactic that you can employ even when you're a kid all the way up to, you know, when you're an executive in a corporation. Yeah. Um, Explain the five whys real fast. Give some context. Like if, if there's a problem that you're trying to solve, you ask why mm -hmm. once and then answer the why and then ask why again and answer that why. And you kind of and typically, drill down, sure. Typically by the time you get to the fifth why, you're down to the root problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you address the root problem, right? So I don't feel like I'm a man, I want to be a woman. Okay, why do you feel that? Yeah, right. That's and then that's typically that's because, well, my friends are, you know, telling me that I act this way and because of that, they think that I'm, you know, female. Okay, well, why are you acting that way? Sure. Well, because I don't have anything else modeled in my life. I'm growing up with just a mom and not a dad or, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so address the root of the problem Rather than saying, oh, you feel like a woman, great, then go take puberty blockers, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. get down to the root of what the what the issue is and address that. And so I think modeling that and when he was talking about about that, I was like, Well, I haven't been doing that. I should I should start doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but teaching your kids to think critically up front is is important. because uh, like Right now, everything is about programming. Like everyone mm. is fighting to program the next generation. Yeah, it's not about so good. It's not about reprogramming. Now it's about programming. Now it's like let's get them when they're five. Like with this whole Disney's new agenda about yeah, yeah. like you know ninety percent of our characters need to be LGBTQ. You know thing. I'm like. Why are you yeah. like, so there is an agenda to yeah. program kids at a very young age. Yeah. And I think as parents, you should get in front of that and, yeah. and, you know, have those conversations. Don't let the internet parent your kids. Don't let the books in the libraries parent your kids. Have conversations with them. I love how Amy them. noticed. Oh yeah. What they were reading. Oh yeah. Get going and get on Amy. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she, she was, she goes to the library with them and she, you know, checks the books out that they, they check out and, yeah. and stuff. And she saw this on the shelf and she took pictures and she sent it out to, <laughs> to us. Wow. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like if you don't control what your kids are watching or what your kids are someone reading, else will. someone else will. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. And maybe that's really what you want. Maybe you want it easy maybe you don't want control over over that maybe you're yeah. doing so much more in your life and you don't have time for it but then you've got to know the consequences yeah right?
I have a lo- couple of thoughts. Um, I may get a little crazy because I could, I can feel it building inside of me a little bit. But what you said there was really, really good. My house is not going to tell me I didn't yes. spend enough time with them. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I love because what everybody's saying is kind of joining together. Right. You're talking about the internet and just being raised by the like everything is coming. I feel like to a head, and I'm experiencing this kind of firsthand. And I think that's why I'm getting kind of crazy, or I can feel it building in me is I have to stop and give a damn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I have to stop and think, if my kid watches X, what is going to be the repercussion of said thing, mm-hmm. right? If my kid is on my wife's phone, like my four-year-old loves our phones, right? Mm-hmm. And she's taking pictures and she's doing whatever. And she's, she's figured out how to FaceTime her grandma mm-hmm. and her grandpa. Like she's figured <laughs> out some of these things. And like, I don't want to stifle that portion because her world is going to be way more technology-based than ours right. is, right? And I get that. I, I'm, I'm not against technology. But I'm thinking, when she's four, what is that doing? How can I shape that in a positive way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like I said, she loves to take pictures. My mom got her like a little digital camera thing. I said, okay, great. Mm-hmm. It's gone. I don't know where it is anymore, but, you know, she, she at least tried. <laughs> and... uh I have to stop because I'm convicted about this all the time because what you said is also true. I'm sitting here on my phone and I look up and what are my kids doing, right? And it get, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you need to chill and all that. I'm not saying that. But I'm like, okay, could I take a few minutes, less minutes on my phone and read them a book, mm-hmm. right? And I'm constantly trying to strike a balance of, okay, I want them to be autonomous. I want them to be able to play by themselves. I want some of those things for them. And then also, when do I need to step in and read a book or go play or whatever? It's like, I'm constantly trying to strike this balance of, you know, because I want them to be well-rounded, right? I don't want them to be whatever. So, and that was the thing. I was, uh, I was talking to somebody just about their kids and how they were trying to navigate it. And the big thing, because I said exactly what you said. I said, go to them in humility and talk to them, Right. And I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about navigating a two and a four-year-old and I have to stop and I have to think what is going to be the outcome of this thing. It's no longer just a TV show. It's mm-hmm. no longer yeah. just a book as you so well put, right. put out there. What is going to be the outcome if I let them watch X, Y, and Z? So we only let our kids watch two shows basically, Octonauts and Bluey. And I will not let them watch anything else. Well, that's not until they get woke on Octonauts. Yeah, right, until something <laughs> happens. But then I sit there and I will watch all the time. What, mm-hmm. are the, what are they being said, right? You know, I've watched mul- I've watched all of the Bluey multiple times and I love that show. But I've seen every single thing that's out there. And I do the same thing with the other shows they watch or the books they read or they look at because like you said, everybody is trying right. to get... Everybody's trying to tell your kids who their identity is. And that's right. not their job. It's my job right. as a man, as yes. a leader of my yeah. household. Yes. Yeah. And I have to stop and think because I'm the same way. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. Or, you know, I'm trying to build a business, whatever. I have to stop and think. At yeah. the end of the day, what's going to tell me I didn't spend enough time with it, right? What's going to have the biggest mm-hmm. impact and all these things. And what I would say, because I go through this all the time, don't beat yourself up about the failures that you have. Stop, right. recalibrate, and do it again. Yes. 
never stop doing it again. And I mean, right. I'm sure you can talk to this so well. It's like, do it again, do it again, yeah. do it again. Like, okay, you didn't quite do what you were supposed to, fine, stop, do it again. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing I noticed with my wife, with my job, with my friendships, whatever, is I'm constantly, and again, the failure, the failure, the failure word has to go out the window in terms of it being a bad word. It's a word that shows you, okay, I didn't quite meet the expectation maybe I set on myself. What do I need to readjust and calibrate and do it again? Yeah. And then I mm-hmm. keep thinking about that with my kids and it's like, I have to do a thousand things. But hey, what you said was so good. My house is not going to tell me I yeah. didn't spend them enough time yep. with them. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I, I just, I hope people, I hope the men and the people that are listening to the show are hearing just the hearts of the guys on the show today is we're there with you. We're not arrived. This is just some things that we've experienced that we've seen, but don't stop. Do it again. Okay. Okay. Maybe you didn't connect with your kid on whatever, or you don't know what they're looking at. We'll mm-hmm. start, Right. It, yeah. you know, start looking at well, what are you doing? What's, what's going on? You know, what are you going through? Well, whatever, right. Take them out to, to dates. My wife has to keep telling me this with my four-year-old. She's like, you've got to start taking her on dates mm-hmm. and connecting with her, even at four. Yeah. You know, because you talked about getting you know, it's a little harder yeah. with girls, and it's like, and she's right because when the day comes when she needs me, I want to be the source she comes to me. Obviously, yeah. me and my wife, yeah. and um, and I pray to God that I'm in a community where I have you know middle school leaders, whatever that'd be like, hey, you know, it looks like you know your kids kind of going through a little bit of this. You know, I would connect with them, and that's where I love you know being in a community and trusting your community where they can be like, hey, I kind of noticed this little weird thing with so-and-so, blah, 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 and not getting, or it's like your kid was an asshole and not getting offended, right? And just be like, mm-hmm. no, we're in this together. We're trying to raise good, healthy kids. And it, that's a whole other tangent. But I don't know if you guys want to say anything else. I'm kind of done, but like, do it again. You messed yeah, up, yeah. fine. Yeah. Do it again, do it again. Because I think the the main reason that we truly fail catastrophically is we stop trying. We let our own insecurities stop us from attempting to pour into our kids. Right. And it's so easy right now to, like the question is, who's growing my my kids? It's so easy right now to give them a tablet and you can do whatever you want in your phone, in your car, in your house, and you have a really good time enjoying what you like to do. Sure. But then the results are going to be catastrophic. So the question is, who is raising your kids? And that's that's the reason why you want to connect. You want right. to find out, you know, what are they doing? What are their interests, you know? And it's a, for me, it's not a sacrifice. It's a, when I see him smiling, when I see him mm. coming to me and talk, speaking about things, it's very different that, that the relationship that me and my wife have with them. You know, there are certain things that they're going to speak to her and another ones they're going to come and speak to me. But definitely the question is, who is raising my kids? What values are they being uh, getting into their brains? You know, what values are they? Right now, I remember Antonio, we didn't give him a cell phone until he was 15 years wow. old. Their, their their friends, and it was at his birthday, their their friends start clapping when I give him their, their cell phone because they have to contact him through through me, you know? And my girls, they got a cell phone when they were like 10, 11. Yeah. And it was totally different, different to manage that. So yeah. the question is, who is raising your kids? Yes. That's, yeah. yeah that's the, yes. 
that's the thing. It's it's what yeah. What are what are you gonna do? Because like for me, it wasn't necessarily I had an iPad or a phone in my face. I was technology wasn't there yet. But for for me, it was the TV. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. and so when I'm upset or crying or for whatever I needed, you know, it's easy to turn on the TV. What's on? And oh, true, luckily, man. it was Thomas the Tank Engine, which I love. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but it. it even that, over the years, whatever is kind of just spoon-fed to you is what you kind of grow dependent on. And mm. so I find myself even wow. now where it's like, it may not be, I'm not always on my phone, but why do I feel the need to always, you know, like, all right, I'm home, mate, did stuff, all right, now I'm going to watch some TV, you know? Yes, and like, yes. although it's entertaining, it's great, but it's like, the okay, same thing. Yeah. It's, what are you having them be dependent on? Yeah, and that's is that going to be a crush later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts when we close this puppy out? I mean, that's a no. Who's who's teaching you stuff, right? Like, if you're if you're getting your information, if you're getting your knowledge, if you're getting your identity from people that you don't personally know, then check yourself, right? Say, okay, yeah. like, can I? Or find somebody that you trust to go have a conversation with. Like if you're just listening to what's on TV and what's on the internet, you're, I mean, these are people that you don't have any personal relationships with. Why would you take advice from them? Why would you, yeah. you know, listen to them? Go talk to your parent. And if your parent's not available, find a mentor, find someone else yeah. that you can talk to, but make it so that you have individuals that you're having conversations with. And don't let something else that you don't have control over program program you. Yeah. I'll end by saying this is what you're saying right there is good, Ben. Is whether you're a young, you know, a young kid, an older, let's say you're older and you're, you know, rushing, experiencing this. Get a variety of opinions. Yeah. And don't stay in your echo chamber. Because it's, especially with social media now, I mean, there's a really fascinating uh, documentary that talks about the echo chamber that social media has created. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're left, right, center, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, it Because it wants to keep you there, so it, it contains you and puts you in this box. Right? I think back to that interview that girl was doing, is they were pushing their agenda on her. And don't get me wrong, we all have an agenda, right? As yes. Christians, we have an mm-hmm. agenda, blah, blah, blah. But whose agenda is actually going to produce life, you were just a little bit touching on this a little bit, is at the end of the day, and that's the thing I would say about any of this, is sit on it forever. Mm -hmm. Like if you're really thinking that you have this going on, is like, go see a therapist, right? What's actually going on inside of you? Is it an identity thing? Is it a value thing? What is happening? And because I think it's the same thing, whether you like go to make a big purchase, right? You generally want to slow down, like what's happening? Do Mm -hmm. I really need this, right? You want to be wise. You want to have wisdom around it. So when you're talking to people, first off, what is the fruit in their life? Do you really want what they have? And then on top of that, what are they trying to get you to do? Right. Right. Because I think about that with, you know, kids and all these things. And it's like, who are they trying to get you to put your identity? They trying to get you to put your identity in something like God? And Jesus, or are they trying to get you to put your identity in who you simply who you love and your gender or whatever of the day? So I think that's a huge thing. So when you're out there in the community, 
don't, we have to take a stand at some point. We have to. Mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's uncomfortable and it's hard and all those pieces, but we have to make a decision. There's going to be a point where, like we were talking about earlier, it's like it's just going to keep going, right? Next thing you, I mean, I don't know what the mm-hmm. next thing will be, but like it, the suicide rates aren't any better after people transition. So what's happening? What's truly? What are the yeah, whys? Like right. let's really get down and figure out what's mm-hmm. happening versus well, you just you know I f- affirm my no, I don't. I need to figure out what's going on. Like I need to do all these things. So that's it, boys. <laughs> you got something else to say it now? Uh-huh. Hold forever, hold your peace. All right, okay. That's uh, episode forty in the books. You know the deal. iTunes, Spotify, every listen to iTunes or let's listen to podcast. <laughs> Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. Check out the YouTube channel. Send us a DM. Say hi. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, but we got some amazing episodes coming up. We're going to do a marriage episode with our wives. Whether we're here in the room or not, it'll be remain to be seen. But do <laughs> not miss it. Stay tuned. Uh, listen to episode 39. It was the first part of this uh, series. We out.